Hey everybody, welcome to Nerdy AF. This is Kayla and I'm accompanied by... Bench. I don't know if it it mirrors it in the post-production where I'm turning, but anywho, welcome to the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about Loki. So we both just finished this up. Uh, Well, Finch finished it a lot earlier than I did because for some reason I forgot it was coming out. I had all the hype and then it was already October, which we all know how time goes when you're getting older. And then it was the end of October and Finch was like, did you watch it? And I'm like, what? <laughs> but I did get it in and it was a very good show. There was a lot of twists and turns. And so Finch, I'll let you start. What did you like most about the show and what was surprising for you? Um, I Well, first of all, like we'll get into it much more in depth later. But the end of the season two finale was just mind blowing. Like I could not have called that 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 was going to happen. Um, I think when you total in together though, season one and season two, when you talk about the character arc that we watch the character of Loki go through, I thought was brilliant. Um, I felt like the show's brilliantly written, great acting, you know, top to bottom, it's just a great show. And it, I know it's a good show because it's the kind of production I like to call deliciously weird, <laughs> right? Like there's just enough weird shit happening that it kind of like keeps you mentally on your toes and just makes the show a whole lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, from the beginning of when we met Loki, you know, in the MCU in general, we see a person who wants to come to power to have it all right. And so, again, for those who haven't watched all of it, spoilers alert. So you can stop listening now and come back later. But at the end, you see him finally gain his throne and it is not the kind of throne he wants. And I think it makes you resonate a little bit more with um, he who remains, right? Because that guy would, you would hate to be in that position. And then it feels like he's just the bad guy. Everything is just awful about him, which that's also how up until the show, I think a lot of people felt about Loki is that he just, you want to give him a chance and then he screws it up. And then another chance he screws it up. And now is finally his time where, He gets what he wants, but in the most redeemable way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think the most interesting is that, especially if you go back, there's a lot of resonance there, especially if you go back and watch the very first Thor movie, you know, at that point in time, we're dealing with a Thor Odin son who's young cocksure is entitled to the throne of Asgard. um, And he's dealt a very, very harsh lesson, you know, and is sent to earth and is severely humbled. Um, you know, kind of has to learn that, you know, being a king isn't about ruling. Being a king is about sacrifice and that to be worthy to sit on that throne, you need to be willing to sacrifice everything um, for the people that you serve the people and not the other way around. And that's that's was like the lesson that we saw Thor learn in that first movie. Loki takes significantly longer, but learns the exact same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you caught this. It, it definitely has been going around on on social media, but. At the very end of the first Thor movie is when Loki says to Odin, I, I did it for you. I did it for all of us. And Odin says, no, you did it for yourself. Um, and at the very end, the last lines that Loki speaks in the season finale, season two, he says, for you, for all of us. He says the exact same line, but it's meant in a very, very different way. Now, supposedly that line was improvised by Tom Hiddleston, that that was his idea to put that line in there. Because rather than saying, I did this for you, meaning taking the throne of Asgard and trying to you know, de- destroy all the uh, the frost giants was clearly just 
you know, being a sociopath and just wanting the throne for himself versus I'm going to be alone sitting on this throne for all of eternity purely so that uncountless trillions of people can live out their existence. I mean, it was, it was the same thing. He learned the sacrifice thing, that to sit on the throne is sacrifice, not just you get to sit there because you're entitled to it. Right. And that, going back, one, I got goosebumps when you brought that up. Of that was his like last line and how it came back from there. But <clears throat> also the fact that as we see him, he wants control of the people because he feel he feels like he knows best. And he wants to be seen. He wants to be appreciated and adored and respected. And he's literally in a position where no one besides for the people who experienced it with him will ever know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's so sad, but also so just, unfortunately, because, you know, okay, here's the consequences, the really, the, the dark side of leading and ruling. And that's why, he who remains was like, I don't want this position anymore because it is probably arguably the worst position you could have all alone. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm, I'm curious too, because I know with the ends of a lot of contracts for everybody, if this will be Tom Hiddleston's step out into different careers where this is the chapter being closed or really what that's going to look like. I think it, right now it's unknown. I think that if it was the end, it's a fitting end. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely want to see more Loki, even if it's cameos, you know. Um, people get upset with me when I say this, but I feel like when it comes to the MCU um, as a whole, there were two absolutely spot on casting. And that was Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark and Tom Hiddleston as Loki. People say, oh, what about Chris Evans? Like, okay, yeah, Chris Evans is great, right? He makes a great Steve Rogers but if you were to roll back the clock and they cast somebody else and that person did a really good job today, you wouldn't notice. But Tom Hiddleston as Loki is just so incredibly perfect, which is great. He actually auditioned for the role of Thor in that movie and they ended up giving him the role of Loki, which was like perfectly fitted for him. Um, I want to see more Loki. I just hope they don't screw up his storyline if they do it. You know, him sort of sitting there now is what's known um, as the god of stories and sort of somebody who sits there and can see all the timelines and see everything that's happening. If any, you know, any future MCU production, you know, if there's some issue with the multiverse or they need to find out something that's going on, there's some way where they like come to Loki's Thor and consult him or ask him, you know, that could be, or even him being able to whisper through timelines and sort of like give the Avengers hints like, you know, by the way, you know, kind of like as a watcher kind of thing. I don't know. You know, contract wise, I think I think his contract was up. But I think he said publicly that he's not opposed to coming back. So right. that's that is pretty cool. And I think we could see him in, you know, he part of his powers is duplication, right? He could potentially project himself into those timelines to do just that. Or at least I think for him coming, you know, with the new Thor movie that will be coming out to make amends and be like, here's where I've been and here's where I will remain. But mm -hmm. I want to explain. I think that would be something, you know, I heard that this Thor, this next Thor movie is supposed to be a little bit darker, right? Which I think is definitely needed. And for Thor to maybe come to terms with, he technically has lost his brother now, officially. Mm -hmm. Um I think that will be interesting to see it play out. And I'm I'm really excited for that movie. I've loved most of the Thor movies. Um, the last one wasn't 
the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. I've seen way worse movies like Sharknado, but blasphemy. <laughs> but um, I I think out of all the people, well, I mean, not all the people, but like for for Thor in that one moment where he's like, I have lost everything and everybody. And he was going through a depression phase, which I'm like, fairly just because if I lost just one person like that, I would have already looked like Fat Thor. (laughs) And he continued to lose so many people that no one, not even his friends, really took the time, which I think is he needs to have a villain era or at least a a dark one. Mm -hmm. Oh, Batman. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um and it'd be interesting because, you know, as far as Thor is concerned, you know, Thanos killed Loki at the beginning of Infinity War. So because, of course, everything that's happened with the TVA has been outside of like the view of what we consider to be like Avengers, you know, type stuff. So having uh, that would be priceless, having some future scene where Thor, you know, comes across Loki sitting on that throne and realizes the sacrifice that that his brother made. Because that was always the fun thing about Loki through the movies and the shows. He was that bastard that you wanted to root for. You wanted to like him. You knew he was always going to do the selfish thing to the point where you were giddy, almost expecting it. But you always rooted for him to do the right thing, which, you know, he so rarely did. And then to get to see it capped off that way at the end of season two was just like, I felt like the best justice. And definitely, I feel the best character arc that a character has had in the MCU you're talking about because he was in um the first two you know the first three thor movies you know um obviously the first avengers movie um and then we saw him in in infinity war and then again briefly in endgame um and then of course two seasons of the show so we were talking like a lot of screen time that this entire like storyline played out and it was it was it was absolutely phenomenal i thought it was great writing i agree and well if anyone who's listened to us so far you can tell that I'm I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of the MCU shows, but I did out of all the ones I've liked so far, my top two was Loki and Moon Knight, which I'm excited for another Moon Knight. I think they're they have that in the works, but um, I would have to agree. You know, everyone is predictable, and we are already learned from the beginning that Loki is not, and I think that's something that's been really exciting to see him change. And I do think if if we can see Thor finally see what, because we were the same. Thor was the same. He was rooting for him to do the right thing. So were we. And we also all knew better, including Thor. But I think he deserves to see what we saw too. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think the thing, um, you know, Loki obviously being central to it, but I, I feel like season one and season two together were great as ensemble stories too. Like the cast of characters that they surrounded him with. We're, we're absolutely great. I mean, the whole thing with Sylvie, you know, it's a female Loki, if you want to like be a chauvinist and phrase it that way, as so many people do on the internet, that's fine. Um, but, you know, the Mobius character, you know, Owen Wilson was great. Um, and, and, you know, in this season, we got to see, um, you know, Obi, who's they call the Robos, I believe was his name, you know, is the, the crazy tech guy who like existed down in the basement, who's a phenomenal actor. For those of you who are old enough to be fans of the Indiana Jones movies, that is me. <laughs> yeah, remember him as a little kid. No time for love, Dr. Jones. You know, <laughs> you know, getting to see him, you know, come back and playing such a, a phenomenal character. And the way they could play with that time, you know, in the sense that he's been working in that office for what they say, like over a thousand years. Yeah. 
So you could have Loki go back in time like 300 years and be standing right there talking to him and be like, oh, you need to build this. Oh, okay. And then you come to the present time. Do you have one of these? No, I don't. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did build one of those sometime. You know, it was such a fun way of writing the way they worked all that stuff in. No, I agree. And I'm someone who my my hidden power is not really hidden, but I'm really good at identifying voice actors. I could be looking at them and be like, I have never seen you once in my life, but if my eyes are closed and I'm listening to him, I'm like, oh yes, you're from the hit movie. <laughs> and when I heard him speak, I, I just got hit in the face. I was, and I, it's been a while since I've watched Indiana Jones. I'm like, I know exactly who you are and where are you from with the, the um, what's the word, the cadence of his voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is awesome. Which I, I'm not really good with names or their faces, like I said. So, you know, I could have seen it and been like, I don't know who that guy is. Even fucking when I hear uh, some popular actors or actresses, I'm like, who is that? And people were like, from this movie? I'm like, which one was he? <laughs> so so when I heard him, I was like, I know exactly who you are. And that was really cool to see him in that kind of role um, so many years later. You know, with the show, tell me what you thought about this. Because when there was the line that Mobius was saying with uh, with Loki, where he's like, I'm curious about what was so dangerous about me that they pulled me out. I instantly thought he was going to have a villain arc where I was like, he's going to become dark. Or at some point there was a line that he was going on that was really dark. And I thought that would have been the coolest twist to see like a dark Mobius or to figure out like what in his past to see that come to fruition. But then when I see, oh, he's just a dad with two kids and some jet skis. (laughs) I was a little disappointed because I thought that could have been such a fun twist to kind of keep it on because Mobius, I I at least think so, was a very likable, fun character. And I think it would have been interesting to hear more about him. Yeah, and it was, um, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, if you go to like the very very like first episode of season one of Loki and they're talking about variants and variants are very very simple it could be something simple as you got a bottle of water one morning instead of coffee and that created a variant timeline that needed to be erased and so we never were I think shown what it is that caused Mobius to become a variant and therefore snagged by the TVA but then mind was wiped and just you know basically became a detective for him it was a bit of a letdown. I like I, I agree with you on that. Um, but I also felt like it made it heartbreaking. Like he was just a single father who was trying really hard just to like be there for his kids and you know, raise them and go to work and keep the bills paid. And then he just got yanked away from them and got his mind erased and didn't even get to like experience them. And of course, as anybody would imagine, the horror of thinking that to those kids, one day their dad would just vanished out of thin air. And what the trajectory of their lives took after that, like all of a sudden their dad's just gone, you know. And so, yeah, it was it was a bit of a tearjerker then at the end where he just wanted to stand there and just watch and just wanted to watch his sons grow and just, you know, watch himself being a dad like to these kids. Like if they they were really they were they were working the tear sauce on that last episode, man, like there were some serious onions. They were just like cut the whole bag, like let's turn it up a notch. I know, and Marvel ever since Endgame has not failed to make me cry with almost everything that they've put out. Um, And I was not surprised when I was crying at the end there. And yeah, it it is, 
I feel like it was a little bit of a letdown because I was like, there's a lot of potential here, but Owen Wilson maybe didn't want to continue on past it. Like, you know, this was, I got my Marvel foot in the door and I'm ready to close it. But I do think that it's really interesting because like you said, there is that timeline where the he was yanked away and his kids are, who knows what happened. I mean, think about real life. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might have been on the way to go get some milk. Right. <laughs> and a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> and they're just like, dang. And then they, they might have just been a-okay thinking dad is just one of them dads. But yeah. um, yeah, no, that that definitely kind of broke my heart. But I'm I'm curious too, because you know, with these variants that exist of he who remains. You know, they said they're going to keep an eye on them, you know, from this time to this time or whatever. But it'll be I think it's interesting just in general of like how they're going to do that. If we're going to see that happening, Sylvie was a pretty, you know, that was the other thing I was going to bring up. Sorry, keep sidetracked. But it was very clear that Sylvie was like, I will kill him. And if I don't, you are killing me. That's the only way I'm not achieving my goal. And I was just thinking, like, why, if he can go back in the past, maybe it's only the past he's experienced, but, well, actually, no, because he was able to see Mobius. But I'm like, why why not go further to help resolve that trauma completely change the trajectory? But maybe that's too much time messing. I don't know. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was interesting the the way... They they created themselves an interesting pivot point in the MCU at the end of this show. Because, you know, we were sort of like post-Endgame. Everything was about, like, Kang. You know, Kang the Conqueror, He Who Remains, and that they were building him up to be, like, the next big, like, Thanos for, like, the next giant phase of the MCU. Um, Jonathan Majors, who plays Kang and plays He Who Remains has had some off-the-screen legal troubles. and it's I've never be- seen that. Yeah, and so there was the bit of the debate of whether Marvel was going to move away from that or not. Well, now with the way this show ended, they can created themselves a very easy, easy pivot point because now they're saying, oh, the TVA now exists to monitor versions of He Who Remains, variants of He Who Remains throughout the various timelines. And they even said in there, like, you know, has there been anything? Oh, well, like, you know, one of the variants made a bit of a noise on Earth 616, but they handled it. And that was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Like, that's what that was referencing. Um, So if they want to, they could put the lid on the whole Kang, he who remains thing right there and pivot. I know there's been some rumors that they plan on pivoting to Doctor Doom, which would be fucking amazing. Um, As well as some other things rather than kind of, you know, and could completely move away from the Kang thing altogether. Yeah, no, I I think that's probably a wise choice. Although I did really like his role. Um, like he did a really good job, especially as his variant self, uh, Timely, which I think it's funny. That's his last name. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I have a feeling that's probably the direction they are going. And they might try to vet. I don't know. That's been happening a lot more in the media lately. Like people hire actors and actresses. And then they just go off the wall saying the craziest stuff, problematic. And they're like, how can we salvage this? Because we have a contract. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all need to get better with that or picking these people. Like, eh. mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I did. He did do a good job acting. Yeah, he did. And he's a good actor. You know, if anybody who's a fan of like, you know, he was in Creed three, um, the movie Demo- Devotion he's in. He's a fantastic actor. Like, I'm not doubting that. And especially it was fun seeing just like you said, playing the variants between Ant-Man and the Quas, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania and Loki, seeing him play these different variants of, of the character was definitely a lot of fun. Um, but I feel like we would be remiss doing this episode without mentioning the pure level of creepiness of Miss Minutes. And her going full psychotic, like lover, ex girlfriend kind of thing. Girlfriend, there. yeah, <laughs> like 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 weirdly melding into the mannequin, and then we can really be together. Like, whoa! If that doesn't take me back to my twenties, I don't know what does. But good lord, that was well done, dude! I literally cringed so hard. I was like, girl, <laughs> you AI. <laughs> Keep yourself in line. I thought that that I stands for intelligence. Um, that was so weird. But also, they're like, "Is she good now?" Oh, I think so. Which it that was an open end too. So if they're going to be continuing with it, they have something to go off where maybe Miss Minutes is going to be. She knows everything. Mm. She's learned everything. Which means, you know, as AI, they can evolve. So that could be something that we see her as a villain or playing a role somewhere. Um, but yeah, that one, that one's hard to say. But with with Loki, at the end of that episode, there was no after scene credit, right? Right. So usually we do see uh, if it's happening, Loki three will be in the works or Loki will return. With the fact that that didn't happen, I feel moderately confident that he's pr- this. The story has closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like I think you're right, and I think that if we do see Loki in the future MCU, it's going to be more of a cameo type scenario mm-hmm. versus like being a ma- major character playing a major role in something, um, which is bittersweet because like you understand like characters, you know, not all characters. Uh, especially in something like the MCU, get to have a proper send off. You know, of course, we got to see it with like, you know, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. at the end of Endgame, tearjerker again. Um, Natasha just went, yeet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just like, oh, by the way, like, oh, by the way, she died. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. Um, yeah, she just, yeah, you're absolutely, I, I can't even like, yeah, that comment just <laughs> jacked me. But <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. But with Loki, yeah, to like be like that, that's the bookend. Like that, that's the end of the path. Um, like I said, bittersweet because I'd love to see more. But on the other hand, you kind of understand that that's also a fitting end for the character and the story that he was, that was being told about him. Oh, yeah. No, I feel very comfortable with that too. And I feel like it's kind of like how Doctor Strange is sometimes where he's made like, a slight appearance to make the the story further or help in some way but then like for spider-man like it's mostly you know that that more recent movie was all just spider-man related stuff with like a sprinkle of dr strange right do i remember that correctly i think that's how it went it's been a yeah. while right so i think that's probably if loki's going to play a role that's about the kind of screen time he would get but i wanted to ask because i've just been out of touch re- with reality um when it comes to the upcoming marvel movies what do we have to look forward to as well as shows do you know not a lot um they've really dialed it back um and admittedly so we had heard that like i think like six months ago or so because they had gotten to the point where they they were putting so much out there that i felt like quality was lacking and a lot of fans thought that too 
like several of the MCU shows. There has yet to be a movie or a show. Um, I no, I'll take that back. I was about to say there has yet to be a show or an MCU movie that I thought sucked. I thought some were just subpar, but Secret Invasion sucked. If you watch, I haven't Invasion, watched it because yeah, I've just heard it sucked. Yeah, and I didn't even finish it. And I knew they were going to do something different because I absolutely loved the storyline in the comics. Um, but the way they had stuff set up in the MCU, you knew they were going to have to do it differently, and that was okay. And I love Samuel L. Jackson. Like, how can you not have him as Nick Fury? Now, we just had uh, Marvels that came out, which was amazing. I loved it. There's too much, like, toxic fanboy hate out there, and I'm tired of a-holes defending the toxic men. Like, I literally had somebody who, like, said to me, he's like, oh, you can't blame it on the toxic, you know, fanboys. They only make up 30 to 40% of the fandom, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's that's a significant amount. Yeah. Like, toxic when you think about how small. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think of what we got coming up. Not a lot. We're still not confirmed on a lot of the Disney Plus shows. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm rumors out there, but there's not a lot confirmed. I'm looking right now. So, it looks like we have... Um, Untitled Venom, Let There Be Carnage sequel. Yeah. 2024, 2025 is Blade. Back to 2024, we have Thunderbolts. And then 2026, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Kang or Kong? Kang? Kang. Okay, I said that right. Sorry. My accent, Kong, Kang, whatever. Kong. The A's, the A's, the O's. <laughs> uh, the Avengers Secret Wars, 2027. Mm-hmm. Captain America, Brave New World, 2025. The Deadpool movie, 2024. And then Madam Web in 2024. Yeah, and we did just have the first trailer for Madam Web come out this week. Mm. Um, and that looked interesting. Um, I will probably definitely be seeing that. Of course, we have the the next um, animated Spider-Verse movies coming. That's some, that's a subject you and I need to discuss off screen, off camera sometime. Um, but yeah, and even then the whole like uh, Avengers Kang dynasty, that might be changing. So it was announced recently that the person who was originally decided to direct that is no longer associated with the project. So that could be another behind the scenes signal that they're pivoting away and it's going to be something else. we did. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you caught this beans, But it was (laughs) announced this week that they have cast someone to play Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movie. Did you hear about this? I didn't. Who is it? Do you know? Pedro Pascal. (gasps) Daddy Mando. Daddy Mando. (laughs) Going to be Mr. Fantastic. Going to be the head of the Fantastic Four. I've been excited for a Fantastic Four movie in the MCU and oh my god is that like casting not like perfect i'm gonna uh, let you blush for a while <laughs> just... I, I don't know if anyone can tell if you're looking at me on screen my face got visibly panker <laughs> i am so happy about that because okay guys if you don't know me there's a couple men that i love who i'll probably never meet and if i do lord have mercy pedro <laughs> carl urban <laughs> And David, who's the other one? David. Oh, David Harbour. Yeah, those three. I don't know if you notice anything about that, but they're dad age. They're beekeeping age. They are <laughs> prime. They got good facial hair. Well, actually, Pedro a little bit questionable, but I'll take it. Um. Anyway, so if anyone 
was, I, I was gonna say if anyone knows them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was, share, uh, share my insta but <laughs> last last weekend i was at a mall christmas shopping with my family and walked past the store that in their big storefront window had these giant like frame portraits of david harbour and like various like almost like senior high school picture like poses and i had to take a picture of it and send it to kayla right away i was like is this what you want for christmas is this what i need to get for you <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god if i could get a combo like if someone can ai a picture of david harbour pedro pascal and carl urban to be together it doesn't have to be like super sexy i just want them in in a group together looking good so i can put it on a, a picture on my wall I'm okay with it. That's the trifecta, the holy trifecta, if I may. Yeah. So I just said, I was at Twin Cities kind of Minneapolis um, a couple weeks ago. And one of the vendors um, had this display and I took like a three second video of it. I will throw it up here on the YouTube as Kayla live reacts to it on her phone. (laughs) Oh, it's a video. Yeah. Uh, that's a standard queen is that a blanket or a comforter i think it is a big gigantic throw it is a massive throw with pedro pascal that says daddy's here (laughs) let daddy hold your head (laughs) can you see it uh yeah i can see it but i'm trying to get it so people can see but that would require me Oh, I'll flash it up on the screen when I do the editing for the YouTube video. So, yeah, do that. But, yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just like every other basic white girl who just loves Pedro Pascal. But you know, my, my affinity for Keith, Keith, Carl. Sorry, Carl Urban. I was a Keith Urban. Whoa, <laughs> not him. That's God. a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> that is not in my, not in my arsenal. Um, and, um, David Harbour, like that's fine taste right there. That's an acquired taste. I feel like maybe for some people, or maybe it's my mentality of a middle-aged woman. Either Mm. way, I appreciate finery (laughs) and those men are it. So I do like it. The best of us age best with time, just like fine wine. I'm not, not lying about that. That is so true. As soon as a man hits 30, I'm just like, oh. Once those couple of grays start coming in, and there it goes. Oh my god, I know. Like, uh, Brian has grays on the side of his hair, and he's like talking about getting his hair cut so that they're minimal. I'm like, no, keep it long. You're giving me some Doctor Strange, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I am a dehydrated bitch. I am so thirsty for apparently, apparently. men with grays. <laughs> They don't let me out the house often. I have my grippy socks on, and sometimes I look out the window for some sunshine, but that's about it. <laughs> and it's just a picture of all my favorite men. <laughs> you want to? You went to a place there. You went to a place there, right in front of everybody, and that's okay. Yep. You know, I have people who do love me. <laughs> um, believe it or not, with that kind of crazy attitude, but I love it, hundred percent. But that is uh, that's our Loki episode, folks. That and my obsession with older men. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we spent uh, 
80% of the time talking about Loki and 20% talking about Kayla's older man obsession. And, yep. you know, you know, no kink shaming here. It's okay. We were all yeah. that's that's actually on the tamer end of the spectrum that's out there. So I yeah, I could do a lot worse. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, folks, we are. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to get out of here. Um, we will be back again very, very soon. Once again, this is Nerdy AF. I am Finch, and this is. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Bye, all guys. Right, peace out. <laughs> <laughs>